The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us in studio this afternoon for our monthly visit. And you can find you can find lots of stuff and lots of self-help stuff. Or if you mm-hmm. want to contact, get in touch, Dr. Full Word, Dr. Gans, G-A-N-Z dot com. There you go. So right before the break, I was talking about having the mechanism for resolving issues. Right. Um, knowing that when a problem is big enough or, or the scope of which is big enough that you have a a mechanism to okay so we don't make a decision on this until right. we talk to each other right yeah yeah and, and look like, i think overall i generally say in relationship any kind of relationship whether it's a working relationship a parent relationship but especially a, like a you know a couple relationship or partner relationship we need to have um we need to make agreements and not make assumptions and it's not good to assume that we know what we're doing or that we know that how this is going to be resolved so we need to like explicitly have that conversation this is how we do it right okay so so what i mean by that is um so let's say money for example well, we'll let's say that each of us has, uh, you know, we can each make a $250 purchase, but anything over that, we need to consult each other. Let's just agree to that. Okay, cool. Now you have some freedom. You can go and do what you need to do, but anything bigger than that, hey, honey, I'm, I'm thinking about buying this. What do you think, right? But it's it's stated. It's agreed to. It's not an assumption. Well, I thought this is my money. I make this. Or, you know, you bought that the other day. And <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't have those discussions now because we, we've already agreed to that. So may I ask, mm-hmm. though, because off the top of this conversation, it was about becoming a parent and and maintaining me right and and being still me and I want to my health is important right and then the conversation continued rightfully so into working as partners right and living with each other's rules mm-hmm. so are you able to do both those things yes yes you, you so so when I say being looking after me we look after me to make sure that we're in good working order. So basic stuff, I need to eat, I need to sleep, I need to take a break once in a while, and I negotiate that with my partner who's the other parent or whatever we're doing so that we both have the opportunity to do that so we're both in good working order so that we don't fight and we don't take it out on the kids. And we can actually hold the ground. First of all, we can negotiate what the rules need to be for the kids, but then we can also hold the ground when the kids kind of try to slide through. (laughs) And, And I gotta say, you know, this is important for us to recognize our job as parents is to create the box that the kids need to have decisions within okay Uh, we are we create the box we build the walls we enforce the walls we man the walls right Um, and the kids job is to try to get out of that box okay (laughs) so so we have to understand that's the deal now when when it comes to situations like let's say I come home and the kids are acting up that's it you're grounded for two months right my wife comes in and she sees I've lost my mind right (laughs) she should not go and say no you kids are not grounded for two months dad's kind of nuts no it's the weekend it's fine right because that undermines me Mm -hmm. and that also undermines her it all it will take away the power and their authority from both parents and also confuses the kids the better solution is let that play out unless it's abusive or anything else right you let it play out she takes me aside (laughs) 
gets me something to eat probably, <laughs> calms me down, and then we negotiate and say, hey, honey, you know, maybe two months is a little long. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember if they're grounded for two months, we are also grounded mm-hmm. for two months because mm-hmm. we have to be here to guard them, right? So maybe that's not the right plan. How about the weekend? What do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, fine. No, you're right. I was, I was, I was kind of off. Yeah, okay. So now we go back and I go back and say, hey, listen, guys, your mom and I talked. I'm sorry. I overreacted. It's actually going to be the weekend instead of two months. Okay. Mm. The person who makes mm. the initial foray, the point person point, yeah. needs to go back and fix it, but they need to talk about we, and I don't go back and say, well, you little buggers are getting away because your mom is not strong enough to hold this down. You, you, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? No, I don't yeah. do that. No, we, we discussed it. We came up with a plan. I really like that. And we need to say, okay, this is what we need to do, but I have to go back and fix it. Same thing if it's flipped. If I go in and say, oh, no, it's okay. Oh, you started a fire? No problem. You know what I mean? And she comes up, what are you doing? These kids need to learn, right? It's like, no, take me aside. Come back. You know what, guys? Sorry, I wasn't doing my job fire starting a fire in the house not okay <laughs> so so we're gonna do some this is what we're gonna do about it but i have to do it because i was the one that initially started that conversation with the kids is it important to show that you're wrong what's that is it important to show that you're wrong as a parent to your kids oh yeah you, listen yeah of course like you can make mistakes you are not infallible and and you know I, I think it's important that they know that we can be wrong and learn and make it right. Mm-hmm. People respect people who own their stuff, right? <laughs> and and so if you if you're not owning it, people lose respect for you. But if they know that you can own, you know, you know what? I was off on this. I'm really sorry. But here's what we're going to do now, right? Mm-hmm. You're not losing authority. You're actually gaining respect. You're gaining authority in your home. And and when you do it that way, the kids are not confused. They know that the parents are together and they know there's no separating them. They're not going to skate. But they also know you'll be reasonable. If you kind of lose it for a second, maybe you can come back and negotiate something. Maybe even the kids can come back and say, uh-huh. you know what? Now that you've calmed down, is it okay if we talk about this? Uh-huh. You know, and, and, you know, this is really why I was late. Actually, my car broke down and whatever. Do, yeah. do, do you see what I'm saying? Well, and you're also then raising kids who realize it's okay to make mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't want kids growing up to be neurotic and thinking they got to be perfect and if they make a mistake, they can't go back and, you know, and, and resolve it. I mean, how, how, like, just how do we feel when we're dealing with other adults that are like that, right? (laughs) You you kind of see through them, right? You see that they're not as strong as they're trying to make themselves out to be. Remember, it's a dictatorship, not a democracy. (laughs) The adults have to run things. You can't be friends with your kids, but you should be a benevolent dictator. Yeah. So this is like a certain stage of parenting, because obviously as the kids get older, we move from the benevolent dictator stage to the consultant stage, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And the consultants, you know, like all consultants, you show up, you give them your best information, and it's up to them whether they're going to accept it or not. And we have to be okay with moving to that stage later when the kids are, are bigger. But when they're little, they, don't, they haven't been on earth long enough to be able to make the decisions that, that you know, uh, I see a lot of parents thinking that the kids should have a say in. Um, it's not, it's not there. We don't vote on the rules unless I've already established what those parameters might be, right? So as a parent, especially of little kids, so, you know, we have to give, that's like, like that box I talked about a little, bit, a little bit ago, right? We define the box. We have to because they don't know 
they don't know the world enough to be able to define that box for themselves. If, you know, if we're at home and there's two of us and there's three kids and we have a vote, what we're going to eat for breakfast, what our diet going to be, we're eating ice cream for breakfast every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and you're saying that's bad. Yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> I am saying that's bad. So, so we have to set those parameters up and say, okay, listen, little three-year-old, would you like the red socks or the blue socks? I don't want to wear pants today. Well, that's not the choice. Okay, <laughs> I gave you the choice, but it's clear. I define the choice so we can give them choice because our job is to raise them, to help them to grow, to be independent and make choices for themselves. But we have to, we have to limit those choices. Otherwise, it becomes overwhelming. Kids will seem like they enjoy no rules, but it terrifies them. It makes them feel unsafe. It makes them feel unloved because they understand that the parents, the adults either don't care enough or don't or are not haven't fed themselves enough to be present enough to hold the line. And this is why it starts with the me's, the me factors, right? Mm-hmm. You get you get everybody in there, you get them you get you put the fuel in the tank so you have the energy to deal with this because it's hard. It's not easy. They're trying to get out, you're trying to hold them in. It's that's that's a hard, you know, balance to to have. Sometimes though when you're so overwhelmed and you're frustrated and maybe the kid, you know, doesn't want to pick between the red and the blue sock mm-hmm. and because they don't want to wear pants, mm-hmm. it's easy to give in because you just don't want to deal with it anymore. No, no. Sure. No, no. No? Oh, it's easy to I get guess in. it would be. I, yeah, I, I but think, it's I, just, just, just not good to well, get Well, no, in. but I, I think that, well, yeah. according to my Facebook feed, um, that is, it's just like, oh my gosh, she doesn't I, wear I'm, clothes today. I'm tired. Right? I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Again. Goes back to the me factor. Go, go back. You got to get fed. You got to make mm-hmm. sure you got sleep. Because it, like, it's, first of all, it's on the job training. It's kind of a thankless job and you work yourself out of a job. That's that's, that's what parenting is. <laughs> that's true. Right? Yeah. So, so, you know, if it really boils down to, you know, if I'm going to take on this role, I got to understand it's about how much I love my kids and not mm-hmm. how much about how much my kids love me. If I need love, I should go get a pet. <laughs> Do you understand? Because it's not always going to come back from the kids. Because yeah. they, they're going to, like, it takes a lot of courage and love from a parent to have the kid angry at you or even hate you because you're doing the right thing for yeah. the child, even though they don't understand that you're doing the right thing for the Ooh, child. Oh, I believe I've had all four children tell me they hate me at one yeah. point or another. I know they love me. Yeah. We have to take a break. I want to ask you a real uh, explosive question. Oh, goody. Is it uh, normal and is it healthy mm. to have a favorite child mm. when we come back? So, uh, I know you take a a breath (laughs) into your nose and out through your mouth, Jalen. And I I asked you just before the break, uh, Gantz, Mm -hmm. is it normal and is it healthy? And I know uh, we've learned from being with you once a month that those are two (laughs) separate things um, to have a favorite child. So, okay, so look at it. I look at it this way I I don't think it's healthy necessarily to have a a favorite child. I think, you know, it's normal to love your children and to treat them differently. Because no two children are the same, um, and, and no two, like even even in twin studies, they look at this, and, and twins have different experiences in the same homes. Really, right? Yeah, and so it's like it may feel to the kids sometimes that one child is getting different treatment or preferential treatment or whatever. <laughs> we as parents, we have to understand it's not. We should not have a favorite. We should care about all our kids, but all our kids are different. Some kids are going to be easier than other kids, right? That's just their personality, their temperament, or the situation they grew up in, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. So. 
well, some child, some children may need more attention, may need more help in a certain area. But you know, it's really important to explain this concept to the kids so they understand. Listen, overall, over a lifetime. It's probably going to even out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that is true. It's probably going to be okay in the end. Mm-hmm. All right? But it, d- it doesn't mean I love you more than your sister or your brother. It doesn't mean I love your brother or sister more than I love you. You're both different kids, so you need different stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you have the whole birth order thing, right? Because the, the first kid, that's kind of the practice kid, right? I mean, you know, like we're kind of trying to figure it out. So we may spend a little more time with them or we may make some mistakes with them that we, you know, by the time the third or fourth kid or the grandkids come along, we're treating them totally differently different than we did for the you know our first child when we're 20 or 25 Mm -hmm. and so then that that kid looks at this well how come i had to man you're going way early easier on that you know you know you're right and i'm really sorry for how hard i was on you i really didn't know any better and it wasn't fair that you had to go through that but i've learned and now i realize this is a better way and i'm trying not to repeat these mistakes Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah. You think so, of all the rules you had with your first child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you wanted to make sure you had every base You're covered, boiling right? everything. The yeah, third kid's yeah. eating off the floor. Yeah, you know just, what I mean? Yeah, it's third like... kid, you lick it and put it in their mouth. <laughs> right. yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. What do you think about uh, children mm-hmm. who call their parents by the first name? Does that go back to the friend? Or is it just the... I always find it all... I had a family member yeah. that actually as a small child like we're talking like six seven years old called mom by her first name and dad or is that up to the parent i guess so it it, where do i stand on that (laughs) (laughs) um it to to me it's like um it's going to be a lot harder to have that separation of you know who is the adult here mm-hmm. who's the authority it's not impossible though yeah it really is all on the context because so the, the words mom and dad don't right. necessarily mean right thor- like you know mm-hmm. andrew the, can be right like, absolutely like i mean it's it's you know mom dad versus mom dad <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean it's very different you see what i'm yeah. saying so you can you can be disrespectful with that too oh right? absolutely or father yes father yes you know what i mean mother um yeah exactly <laughs> right so it's the, i don't i don't know that the words matter as okay. much but the context really does matter but you're going against uh sort of the flow you're making it harder on yourself if you let the kids call you by your first name just because that's not traditionally done. Not that there's anything wrong yeah. with it, but just, just you know, society will look yeah. at it differently. And so the kids might learn, but it might be harder for them to understand that that respect because that's not typically how it's done mm-hmm. in the larger society. Mm-hmm. So nothing wrong with it, though. They just got to figure out where that respect so is. So you're speaking about all of this coming up. Mm-hmm. Next... Not this Saturday, not tomorrow. Yeah, next next June week. 9th. June yes, 9th. Yes, in Calgary. Yeah. Okay. At um, the Canadian Association Thank for you. Equality. Drill <laughs> uh, blank C A F E. Equalitycanada.com for more details. Equalitycanada.com. Uh, again, it's your website, in case you've forgotten that too, is uh, <laughs> www.doctor, all spelled out, D O C T O R Gans, G A N Z.com. Bry Guy texted and says, We're expecting our first child, and this has been perfect timing to hear this. Thanks for the great insight, and thanks from an excitedly scared future father. That's Bry Guy. Congratulations. <laughs> Hey, hang in there, Bri. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next month. Right, thanks. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.